Welcome to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SiliconAgaNews.com podcast where we bring you the conversations behind the stories that we tell and report here at SiliconAgaNews.com. I'm your host, news and sports reporter and content manager, Hannah Hammonds, and I'm joined today by Executive Vice President of Radio Alabama, Michael Brannon. Michael, thank you so much for joining me again this week. Absolutely, Hannah. I think this is probably going to be a permanent thing. <laughs> I think so, I, I, too. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's good to be here and talk about uh, all the stories that we've reported on and, uh, and interview some interesting people along the way. Hey, this is our 12th episode of Behind the Headlines. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's crazy. I had no idea. I mean, we started this uh, way back, I guess it was in August, right before football mm-hmm. season, and here we are. So we're wrapping things up for the year. It's definitely exciting and something that I know I enjoy, and I, yeah. I hope our viewers and listeners uh, enjoy it as well. Hopefully so. You can watch our video podcast weekly on the com, Mix 106.5, and Kicks 100.3 Facebook pages. Listen on air and find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Today we're going to be joined by two very special guests from the Feral Dogs of Avondale Mill, Miss Mitzi Smith and Carolyn Morse. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we have tons we want to talk to you about. This is Behind the Headlines. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor. SiliconAgaNews.com podcast where we take you behind the headlines to all the stories that we tell and report here at SiliconAgaNews.com. As I mentioned earlier, we have a ton that we want to talk about with you today. Michael, so let's get to some news from around Sylacauga in the state of Alabama. Let's do it. First, Auburn University's first black student was honored at their fall commencement ceremony last weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was 56 years after he first walked onto the Auburn University's campus. Um, it's Harold Franklin. He is a Sylacauga, Alabama resident. He is 88 years old, um, and he first integrated Auburn University as the first African-American student in 1964. It's really uh, a great story, and I, I, I especially think in this climate in which we're in, um, everything you know focused around um, social injustice throughout this year, and to see... Um, what is notably a silver lining on a story on on so many stories that have been kind of doom and gloom when it comes to that. Um, there's a lot of good, and I think this is an incredible um, uh, story uh, for for this uh, gentleman to be able to accomplish this, to be able to get his diploma, walk across the stage, and uh, and and be a, a a beacon of hope for those who a went to college, never got their degree, want to go back and get it, and then also be for, for minorities who also uh, want to accomplish the same thing. So um, props, to, props to him on being able to do this, and it's incredible that he's from Sylacauga, so it's where we are, and we could not be more, more proud of him. Absolutely, and I know this is such a huge honor for him. Um, he was actually joined by the Board of Trustees member Elizabeth Huntley for this occasion, so that's, that's also 
very huge. Um, I think he was awarded a, a master's degree, I yeah. think, from Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's insane for him to be 88 years old and finally get that piece of paper showing incredible. that he completed that milestone in his it, life. It's really incredible. I cannot imagine, um, what, 55 years, 56 years ago? 56. How many, uh, or how, how much he went through to actually get into uh, to Auburn or, you know, at least achieve that higher level of education and all of the adversity that he went through, and now it is paying off, and it's, it's absolutely incredible. Absolutely. We also have a Memorial Country Christmas concert coming up. I think it's actually tomorrow at uh, Marble City Baptist Church, um, and it's being put on by the church mm-hmm. and Nashburg Studios. It will be in memory of famous songwriter Troy Jones, who uh, passed away just a couple months ago. Yeah, Troy Jones, of course, um, a uh, an incredible individual. I, I did not have the opportunity to to know Troy, but the stories that you hear, the people that knew him, the everything. There, there is no bad uh, anything to ever be said about him. He was such an incredible individual, um, a loving, tender heart. And his family is incredible, of course. Uh, notably, we know in the community, Lindsey Johns over at Coosa Valley uh, uh, Medical Center uh, in the marketing department. We work with her on so many different things throughout the year. And so by seeing the way that she is in the community, you know that uh, her, her rearing was from somebody who was just as influential and um, unfortunate the way that he passed away uh, just a few months ago. But uh, here as we close out the, the end of the year, it's, it's a great way and a great time to be able to reflect on somebody's life. That Absolutely. That gave so much, um, not only locally, but to the community and to their family and then also to country music. Uh, I mean, wow, what a career in country music. Um, just so many of his songs and so many of his writings of his songs have influenced so many in, in the genre. They have, and he helped start this country Christmas concert at Marble City last year because um, he is super involved, or he was super involved in his church. Um, so his church actually wanted to continue doing this in his memory because he had mentioned that he had wanted to continue doing it because right. it was such a huge success and it was something that meant something to him. So I'm yeah. very happy to see that they are actually carrying on Absolutely. this in his memory. Absolutely. We have a little bit of sad news coming out of the city of Sylacauga. Mm-hmm. A Parks and Recs employee was mauled earlier this week um, while she was out delivering meals to um, senior citizens in our area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is so unfortunate to see a an individual who is attempting to give back to the community um, be injured and and hurt physically by um, somebody's animal, uh, somebody's pet, perhaps um, that uh, has has injured them in a in a, in a physical way. And so, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family. In, in terms of what she's going through right now, um, I cannot imagine the pain that uh, that she experienced at, at the time uh, that this happened. But um, we're going to continue to stay on top of the story here at SilicogaNews.com. Make sure that uh, that we follow this through, and and hopefully um, everything will come to fruition in terms of how this happened, whose dog it was. And, uh, and we're going to continue to report that story for you. Yeah, and for all we know, it could have been a stray on the street. Which Absolutely. We're going to learn a little bit more about later on when yeah. we talk to uh, Mitzi and Carolyn mm-hmm. from Feral Dogs of Avondale Mill. Right. Um, so we hope that they get to the bottom of this and yeah. figure out if it was actually somebody's pet or if it was a stray. Absolutely. 
Now, we have a few things going on here at Radio Alabama um, that I know me and you talked a little bit about last week, but it's still ongoing. Yeah. Um, Some things have ended. Mm -hmm. Uh, The stuff, the studio campaign, it was a huge success. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and um, if I may, I'm just going to rattle off a few things here because I know we're tight on time. So, Stuff the Studio, that was a big deal. That was our fifth annual Stuff the Studio Food and Toy Drive benefiting Alabama Childhood Food Solutions and the Silicaga Alliance for Family Enhancement. That concluded last Friday. Uh, Margaret Morton from SAFE, Jim Jones from Alabama Childhood Food, they came, they picked up everything, and uh, you can read the story. It's online now on silicaganews.com about the hundreds of families that you helped in the community. And all of this stays local. It's really incredible. You delivered so much. Um, and we were a little worried about it. I mean, we were, we were in terms of how it was going to go because we didn't, we didn't know. I mean, if, we, we typically have a bus that we stuff. Correct. We've been doing that for four years. So now it's a fifth year. What's it going to look like? So we put it in our uh, Radio Alabama studios and we stuffed the studio. So it was great. Our $10,000 giveaway, our advertising giveaway, that went well yesterday. It was divvied up between um, some businesses, and that's going to be applied into 2021 on Mix 106.5. So when you hear uh, these businesses, you're going to know what that's all about. It's going to be really exciting. And then, of course, our Scared of Santa or Not photo contest. You can check out the winner online now, Mix1065radio.com. Great entries on the Scared of Santa or Not photo contest. So many great entries. I mean, there were some that were crying. There were some that were uh, really smiling. Um, There were some that just did not want to be there in general. But uh, thank you to those of you who participated in that and um, submitted your pictures in that. And uh, we got some lucky winners out of that just in time for Christmas. Yeah, congratulations to the winners of this contest. And, Michael, thank you so much for joining me again today. You got it. Like you said, this is probably going to become a weekly <laughs> a weekly thing. I'm here, so I can do it anytime. <laughs> Happy to be here, Hannah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Mitzi Smith and Carolyn Morris from Feral Dogs of Avondale Mill. This is Behind the Headlines. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, Owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor. back and thank you for sticking around with us today here on Behind the Headlines, the weekly SilicagaNews.com podcast where we go behind the headlines to the stories we tell and report here at SilicagaNews.com. I know earlier I mentioned that we are going to be joined by two very special guests today from the Feral Dogs of Avondale Mill. So today we are joined by Miss Mitzi Smith and Miss Carolyn Morse. Ladies, how are you guys doing today? Great. Thank you for having us. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know that you guys are really big into the feral dogs of Avondale Mill. So can you just tell us about yourselves and your background? Um, Sure. So actually, uh, my husband and I relocated to this area about 18 years ago um, from Illinois. Uh, We transferred for our jobs. But as far as the dog rescue is concerned, we were a little shell-shocked 
uh, when we moved to the area to see all of the abandoned and homeless animals. Okay, what about you, Miss Mitzi? I've lived here all my life and got involved in rescue probably 25 years ago. Okay. When did you guys first start working in collaboration with the animal shelter? I know you just said 25 years ago, but what about for you? Um, actually, in Silicaga, the rescue, you know, I had been working on for seven years, but the shelter reorganized in 2016 when the city of Silicaga took it over. Uh, we were all doing some volunteer work there, and it, it was then that we joined and officially created the 501c3 together and, and formed the Feral Dogs of Avondale Mill and Friends of Silicaga Animal Shelter. When was the Feral Dogs of Avondale Mill organization actually started, and what was your motive behind it? Well, the motive was there was a need, right? I was working in Silicaga, and driving by the Avondale Mill, there was uh, consistently dogs roaming, and there happened to be three that I would see every day and uh, would just stop and care for, and it was there that I had met... um, Kathy Myers, she was also caring for them. I had done some foster work with Big Fluffy Dog Rescue in Nashville. So with the help of the couple girls that I knew there, um, we took about 225 dogs out of the mill in a two-year span. That's a lot of um, dogs. That's a lot of dogs, but those, that number is very, very small considering what comes in to the shelter. Today we are joined by Miss Mitzi Smith and Miss Carolyn Morse from the Feral Dogs of Avondale Mill. Now let's talk numbers. On average, how many animals do you think come into the shelter each month? Uh, definitely 200. I'm sure the shelter will exceed 2,500 animals brought in either as abandoned or surrendered this year. Um, I know uh, a couple weeks ago you guys had a breakdown of numbers on a whiteboard uh, posted on Facebook for the recent months. Um Do you have a breakdown of those numbers with you today? Um, Yes, we do. And as of November, uh, we were over the seven, well, 2,400 number. So it will exceed the 200 a month. But um, close to 1,700 of those have transported out. And that's what Mitzi and the rest of the organization works hard to do. Hey, is overcrowding an issue at the shelter yes. at this current moment? It's always an, uh, an issue, but the shelter tries to control it by going on intake holds sometimes. Therefore, they can wait till we have a transport, move some of them out of the way, opening up kennels for more to come in, and then they'll open the doors back up again. So if the community would just work with them in that way, make appointments to come in, it helps immensely absolutely and with it being overcrowded that also means that you're probably looking for fosters as well for these animals is that a huge need that you know we're seeing right now yes we need puppy fosters we need kitten fosters we need medical needs fosters Um, some of them come in injured and we get them to our vets and get them all patched up but they need somewhere to go and recuperate Now, you guys work tirelessly to help these animals trying to find their forever homes. And sometimes it can be very, very costly. I know just this past week you guys had some expenses that were kind of unexpected um, in terms of people being very nasty this holiday season. Um, 
So um, y'all transported a number of dogs to a rescue in New Jersey. And this is something you guys have been doing for quite some time, correct? Correct. But we, we also transport to rescues in Florida, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then New Jersey. And from New Jersey, they go out to many other states, New Hampshire, Maine. So lots of needs for dogs in other areas. And that's because of the spay and neutering that's done in other states. Can you talk a little bit more about those rescue centers that y'all transport these dogs to? I know you said they go out to other states, but the new one in New Jersey, it, it seems to be rather large. It is. It is. They kind of call it uh, the Taj Mahal of all shelters, right? If you're a, if you're a dog, that's the shelter you want to end up <laughs> with. And, and the name of that rescue is St. Hubert's. Um, like many of the other rescues, though, they, they help us in other ways. For every dog they take, they contribute money to spay and neutering. Uh, they contribute money to vaccinations that are needed. So it's a partnership, right? And we have a very good working relationship with, with all of the rescues, and we're just very fortunate that they're able to take our animals. I'm so happy that we have that resource available to help us with those needs. Um, we've talked about overcrowding and the number of animals that you guys see come into the shelter, and I know you guys preach the importance of spay and neutering to kind of help lower these numbers of animals that you see out there on the streets that will eventually be taken into the shelter. So can you guys talk a little bit about that and the importance behind it? Um, well, the, the, the mass numbers that come into the shelter, if people would do more spaying and neutering, it would control some of that. Um, the main thing is, I don't want to say we have a an old mentality about the spaying and neutering, but we still have a lot of people that haven't progressed into 2020 and the need for the spaying and neutering. So many issues can arise from the animals that don't get spayed, um, mammary cancer. There's just numerous things that can happen to a dog that's not spayed or neutered. In addition to where are all of these animals going to go? It's always our fear of how many more can our rescues take? to help us out here. Um, I know vet bills can be rather expensive at times, which that's something that all pet owners should take into consideration when they're thinking about adopting a pet, and making them a part of their family. You know, that's an expense that you're gonna have is the vet bills. Um, but is there any assistance for someone who maybe can't afford to get their animals fixed? Like the spay and neuter vouchers that you guys, I guess, give away at PetSense every so often. So we, we really don't give them away, um, but we do offer them at a very low affordable cost. Um, we, we have tried giving some away in the past and, and kind of feel that people need to have um, something invested in it, right, in Absolutely. order to take advantage of it. But we do four sales uh, a year. Uh, we enable people to help get their animals fixed at $25. Um, it's an unbelievable savings. Uh, a lot of gratitude to the Alabama Spay and Neuter Clinic. Yeah, I know those guys uh, work hand in hand with you guys in trying to help make sure people can afford to get their animals fixed to try to cut down on this issue that we're having um, with all these strays out on the streets. Um, and I saw a Facebook post last week, uh, no paws on the ground. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Um, that's our puppies. Uh, so because parvo is so prevalent, especially for some reason in our area, we um, implement no paws on the ground. It's a protocol where no puppies' feet touch the ground, um, whether they're in foster, whether they're in a transport, going from one vehicle to the next to get to that final destination. The um, puppies need to have three sets of shots to protect them from getting parvo. We've had them get parvo even after just two sets of shots. So it's very important that puppies don't go out in public and touch public grounds. Um, people think their vet's offices are safe, but someone could have brought a parvo puppy in that threw up in the parking lot, and then they can, in turn, let their puppy walk through it. So we just try to make people understand the danger of letting puppies unvaccinated travel. Oh, absolutely, and I know that's not something that a lot of people think about because when somebody gets a new puppy, they're, oh, they want to show it off. It's, it's their new baby. Um, so that's not something that probably runs through their mind, and they probably don't understand the importance of making sure that they're vaccinated uh, before actually taking them out into public places like that, places like the dog park. I know that's – I just recently moved from Tuscaloosa, and you saw so many people bringing their puppies to the dog park, and I actually know somebody whose puppy actually got parvo right after she got it because she hadn't vaccinated it properly before she took it out into the public. So. Now, with Christmas just a few days away, and I'm sure you guys will have people coming into the shelter looking for that perfect furry friend to add to their family. Um, when you take on the responsibility of having a pet, it's a lifetime commitment to them. We all know that. Well, some people may not know that. Um, and it's not just a temporary commitment. And I know this is something that you guys also preach heavily on. So can you just talk about the importance of not adopting a pet just as a Christmas present? but for that lifetime commitment. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but we, what we don't want to happen is we take our kittens to PetSense, say, as an example. We don't want them going into PetSense and, oh, Mama, I want a kitten for Christmas. And then after it gets six months old, they're returning it to the shelter because they it was a Christmas present and not a lifetime commitment for them. So that's our main beef. Gotcha. Is there any way people can help the shelter or help you guys any time of the year or during the holiday season? Is there a specific need that you guys have? Uh, we, we always have needs. Um, you know, just so people understand, our operating budget is $10,500 a month. Uh, half of that is going to vet bills. Uh, health certificates, rabies vaccinations, so these animals can get well and cross the state line. And then, of course, we have expenses, you know, such as the vans and just supplies that are needed to keep these animals well. Um, you know, the fosters need puppy food, kitten food, cat litter, toys, beds, um, just so many needs, but anyone can donate you can also donate your time. You can donate money towards our vet bills. You can donate supplies. <laughs> Is there any specific requirements that you guys have to be a foster to an animal at the shelter? Um, mainly just if you're going to be a kitten foster, we provide the little playpens to keep them in, to keep them separated from the rest of your animals um, until we know that they're healthy. Puppies, we provide you with an X-pen to keep them in so that um, they're not mingling with the rest of your household. We provide everything a foster needs, 
but we need those fosters to number one keep them healthy keep them out of the shelter environment um, make sure they get those two sets of shots so they can travel because most of our transport companies want them to have two sets of shots to be able to cross the state lines and alert us to anything that goes wrong so we can get them into a vet. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap things up. This is Behind the Headlines. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor. Back to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SilicogaNews.com podcast where we take you behind the headlines to the stories that we tell and report here at SilicogaNews.com. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us again today. Where can our watchers and listeners find more information about the feral dogs of Avondale Mill? Um, it's probably easiest to message us on Facebook. So Facebook page is the feral dogs of Avondale Mill and Friends of Silicaga Animal Shelter. Is there anything else you guys would like to add about this organization or um, any needs that you guys have that we didn't address earlier? Um, there is. You know, again, we cannot express enough the importance of spay and neutering. And I think people need to understand our mission. Um, we are actively and consistently working to find these animals loving homes. Uh, we have transported between five and 6,000 dogs and cats mm -hmm. to other areas. That means they're not multiplying here. So in conjunction with doing that, if people in the community will spay and neuter, um, we can take care of this problem. It is completely preventable. And then we need to work on sustaining that problem. Well, thank you for watching and listening to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SilicogaNews.com podcast where we take you behind the headlines to the stories that we tell and report here at SilicogaNews.com. Don't forget to watch our video podcast weekly on the SilicogaNews.com, Mix 106.5, and Kix 100.3 Facebook pages. Listen on air and find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and share with your friends. To contribute to stories, suggest future guests, or to report news, email news at silicoganews.com. I'm Hannah Hammonds, and thank you so much for joining us today on Behind the Headlines. We'll see you next week.